Hello and welcome to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. Oh my goodness, you guys, I just have so, it's like guest after guest after guest right now. I've got some amazing people lined up. It's like all of them are just funneling towards me so quickly and today's guest is so fun and I think A, she's just so cute and fun and B, I knew nothing about her before this. <laughs> and the crazy thing is that Roxy, the guest for today, I we crossed paths at like such an integral time in her life and I just happened to follow her on Instagram and keep watching what was happening in her life and watch her just d- you know develop herself into such an incredible leader that I I just admire her work so much. I'm just listening over this episode we made and I'm like I am not a dancer, but I should do her program because I think that I could learn so much from her. And so, yeah, Roxy is a yoga teacher for dancers, um, but you're going to listen and you're going to be like, I mean, for me, I was like, we are sharing the same message. Like our programs probably have so many of the same messages and and practices and it was really cool to just get talking with her and realize that like we're teaching so much of the same stuff so I think you guys are gonna love this today because Roxy has for my sanctuary girls we've been talking about the dark night of the soul and Roxy really has a story here for you today that is such medicine i think it was actually the first time on the podcast that i was like don't cry don't cry don't cry like and it's not that it's because it's so like traumatic or anything it's it's it really you can feel the loss that she experienced and this is a, a message of about, about what happens when we let our bodies shut down, when we push our bodies to the limit, when we disconnect with what's happening in the body. And that is just the medicine that came out of her dark night. You know, it's the rich, fertile soil that, that helped her grow into this incredible teacher. Just the story of her having to take control of her own health and having to figure out things for herself. I resonated with that so much. And I think that's just what, you know, so many of so many of us have gone through such deep suffering. And those of us who have really, you know, stood on our ground and said, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to transcend this suffering. As you all know, this is what we are here on this planet to do. To recognize that we are suffering and figure out how to transcend it whatever path that is for you. And so many of our paths to healing are so aligned and I just, I find it so beautiful and I had the best time having this conversation with Roxy and I'm so grateful for this show because it gave me an excuse to just reach out to her and get to know her more and learn about her work and and I just think you guys are going to love this message. So if you're a dancer, like, oh my gosh, this is for you. And if you're not a dancer... Or if you were a dancer in the past, if you grew up dancing like I did, and even if you're not a dancer, we all have bodies. We all have bodies. And the body is the vessel through which the healing process happens, which is why my program is all about the chakra centers, very much like Roxy's program. So I hope that something about this episode, you know, speaks to you. The medicine comes through for you. 
I'm so grateful to Roxy for coming on and sharing her story with us and just like unloading the wisdom. It's such a good episode. I think you guys are going to love it. And if you are interested in working with her, please go check her out. She, I just found her YouTube page. I'm about to have some fun getting in on that. Um, so I also linked her YouTube in the show notes as well. If you want to go do some free yoga for dancers, check out her work. Just, just amazing, amazing, amazing. I hope you all enjoy this show so much. I hope that you receive whatever you need out of it. And... I'm just feeling into those of you who are listening and I'm 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 just feeling called hmm whatever whatever heaviness you're feeling today whatever di- difficulty whatever discomfort you're feeling today it's it's temporary and it's just teaching you where you need to shift it's just teaching you where you need to let go it's 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 I'm I'm almost feeling into this need to just like turn the other direction <laughs> it's coming. There's like such a huge shift coming in so many of us. And, and that's going to bring heaviness. It's going to bring triggers. It's going to bring days where we're maybe feeling like we're slipping backwards and, and just remembering this, this density that's moving through us. It's, it's impermanent. Let the earth take it from you. Keep breathing and reminding yourself that again, all this healing you're going through, it's happening inside of your body. So allow it to happen inside of the body. Allow those emotions to come through you. Don't make them mean anything about where you are or who you are. But let them remind you that you're alive and that's such an amazing blessing. Ah, You're so lucky to be alive today. And I'm so grateful that you are listening to this episode. And you're not alone. You are so loved. And allow Roxy and I to just hold you through this next hour, okay? Enjoy. Record and you got this. So, hello, hello, and welcome to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane lion okay you guys today i'm here with someone really fun her name is roxy and i don't even know her that well but we have actually met in person years and years and years ago and i have been following her journey and loving it and so i use my podcast as an excuse to bring her on to welcome her on and to share with us her message and her amazing energy so Roxy, would you just like to say hello to the audience? Hello, hello everyone. Hi Jane, thank you so much for having me today. I'm super excited. And yeah, even though we only met like that one time or a couple mm-hmm. times in Salt Lake City, I definitely like still felt a, a connection with your energy. It's like, she's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm excited yes. we get to reconnect. <laughs> yes, yeah. And we met back in my journalism days, back when I was at the magazine and anyone that came into that house or was at one of the events at one of the festivals, it was like, oh, if you're here, you must be super dope. So, and, and she was on her way. You were moving across the country at that time. And so it was like, I met you, I followed you on Instagram and I continued to follow you. And I forget that I actually knew you because I see you as, you know, 
yogini on the rocks, like the personality that I see online. And the way that I see you is like an incredible teacher and guide here to serve dancers specifically. But what I see is someone who is like here to heal bodies and like bring more spiritual freedom into just people's lives. And also you're like this pole sport firecracker that's like (laughs) this kind of unexpected dope thing about you that I just, I just think you're so cool and you're, and I think I needed to put, I don't think I said yoga teacher because I, I see that that's a big part of your work and your teachings. And oh my gosh, I have so many questions about you. So that's my projection of you. Would you like to share with us how you like to be seen and who you are today? Yes, absolutely. Honestly, yeah, I guess I would always, I always introduce myself first as like, I'm a yoga teacher and a dancer. um, And I like to, you know, my, my whole program and everything that I do on platform is all about bringing holistic wellness to the dance world, like truly bringing a sense of sustainable um, educational, like self-knowledge, both on a physical level through teaching dancers to really understand their anatomy and how their body works and how they best need to care for themselves so that they can really focus on the longevity and the fulfillment in their dance careers without injuries, but also inner knowledge through knowing themselves and really being able to hold themselves and cultivate a sense of like confidence and self-belief that really is truly unshakable and comes from, you know, doing the, the inner work and getting in touch with your shadows and unhealed trauma so that you can really just fully go for it in your career as a dancer and not be like, held back by physical limitations or mental, emotional, energetic blockages. So I would say that's, that's what I'm really passionate about. And kind of beyond that, what really drives my mission is I feel like in my small role in this universe in bringing bringing more peace and happiness and healing to the world, like my avenue to do that is through the dance world, because that's Mm -hmm. what I know best. That's what has been my life for so long. So I feel like dance and dancers have such incredible potential to like heal themselves because they're already so in tune and so used to like uh, moving their body which is such a powerful way way to heal and connect and the dance world has always been this mirror for society like every you know everything that is going on in, in society things that are being rebelled against ideas that are growing like the boundaries of, are always being pushed in dance. I feel like that's a reflection of like what is happening collectively through the human like consciousness can really be shown in dance through physical movement. So I feel like my role to play is bringing more holistic healing and like true, true healing and peace and wholeness to the dance world so that can be reflected out onto society through the the mirror that dance and the arts and that whole community, which dance has always been one of those places in society where people on the, I don't know if the fringe, you know, like outcasts, like the Mm -hmm. artists, people (laughs) that can go for safety and feel held and express themselves. And so 
um, I think dance really is like the, the crucible for so many amazing changes that can happen throughout all of humanity, how we use art, um, especially because dance has its roots so much in community and celebration mm. and healing. Um, but as it has been like commercialized and turned into this whole dance industry, we've lost a lot of that. You know, it has become a place where so many things like injuries, eating disorders, um, you know, sexual harassment, just all kinds of, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's very dark side of the dance world that mm -hmm. I feel like I want to get into and try to heal and really make it bring it more back to its original purpose which was the community connection healing expression pushing the boundaries of human consciousness and how we express um yeah to make the dance world yeah. a better place and the world at large so oh, yeah that's <laughs> me in a tangent <laughs> that is so beautiful I'm in love with all of it and you know something when I meet people who have like such a dance background like yourself I really think like these people have innate healing wisdom to bestow upon us that maybe they're not aware of because dancers are so in tune with our body on a level that most of us sadly just like maybe won't even get to experience in this life, which is something I want to ask you more about later on. But um, I, I would love to hear some more of the backstory of, you know, your life as a dancer and when you decided to, you know, you've stepped into a big leadership role in dance. And I'm sure that took a lot of courage and I'm sure that a few things had to have happened to get you to want to do all the things that you're doing, you know, kind of change the trajectory <laughs> and, and be a leader in the movement of dance as an art. Would you like to share more with us? Yeah. It's funny you say, uh, you know, stepped into leadership. I feel like I was more like projectile vomited by the universe. <laughs> 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 like it was not that graceful <laughs> it was not it was not cute or fun along oh. the way Here we are. and yeah. <laughs> so well originally all I wanted to do was be a professional dancer you know I had I grew up dancing and really like took it seriously I went to a performing arts high school where I was taking dance classes throughout the day and I also was doing Royal Academy of Dance outside of school in the evenings which is a really like rigorous intensive ballet curriculum where you have to you know get examinations there's levels like it's very like hardcore bunhead um so it was a very serious part of my life and it was the thing that I loved the most throughout my whole life and you know, I was really like going places with it. So I, after high school, went to Salt Lake City, which is why I moved there was to go to the U to do the modern dance program there. So oh, such cool. an amazing program. And I felt really connected with it and uh, really liked Salt Lake too. And just the dance scene there and everything was going great for the first half of my freshman year, like getting put in pieces um, you know, doing well at auditions, like things where I was really loving the community. Uh, it was great getting to perform a lot. And up until this point, I had very, my dance experience had been like really good and pretty 
easeful. Like I had never been injured. I kind of had more of the traditional ballet, like body type structure. So it was like Mm -hmm. a lot easier for me to just kind of like coast by. Whereas I watched a lot of my friends who were like, let's say shorter, even though they were great, amazing dancers, just Mm -hmm. because of the body type they had, like they, you know, got discriminated against. So, but I had an experience Mm -hmm. and I was just like, woo, I'm coasting dances. Great. Like this is my jam. Mm -hmm. Let's go. And (laughs) And then, um, Let's see, I came back after a winter break from that first year and literally two weeks into the semester had started and I woke up one morning and I couldn't move. I had been dancing the whole week before, no worries, you know, doing classes all day and then rehearsals in the evening. Everything was fine. I wasn't dropped. I didn't fall. There was no accident. I just woke up one morning and I couldn't I couldn't even bend over and touch my toes. My whole back was like completely locked up. I had the shooting pain down my legs and I I was like so stiff and it was so painful to even get up and move. But I just thought, oh, like I must've just sent it really hard in class yesterday. Like, you know, as a dancer, you kind of normalize just being in pain (laughs) and like sore all the time. So I wasn't too worried at first, but um you know, I had to sit out from class. I was really having a hard time moving. And I went to, I went to the doctor later that week to get an x-ray and they were like, no, everything's fine. Just take some ibuprofen and like sit out for a week. Did that. Nothing had improved. And I started, you know, seeking out help from my professors. I went to chiropractors. I went to like dance specific physical therapists. Like I, I sought out like acupuncture and like people who do Feldenkrais and all this stuff to try and figure out why all of a sudden I couldn't move. Like I literally went from dancing full out to, I could not touch my toes walking was painful laying down was painful like if I moved the wrong way to reach for something I would just I was just in pain constantly and couldn't move and had no idea what was going on and no one that I went to see could tell me what was wrong with my body and why I could not move professionals like people that my dance professors recommended like so many people no one could tell me what was wrong they all had a different like idea of what they thought was was going on in my body but everything that they were having me do physical therapy or all kinds of different stuff girl like I was trying everything I was ordering like random supplements like getting doing random exercises like putting so much money into trying to figure out what was going on and at Mm. the same time I was failing out of all my classes like I couldn't Mm. dance I couldn't do anything Um, I was just having to sit out the whole semester and it was freaking miserable, dude. And finally, like I went back to the first doctor that I had gotten an x-ray from and I was like, no, like something is wrong. Like you need to run more tests. And so they were like, okay, we'll do an MRI. I got the MRI. And this is like four months later after this original day of, this is four months of going through this. Um, and then they were like, oh, there it is. There's a, you have sleep, three slip discs in your low back. That's what's causing this. So I had been living with three slip discs in my L3, L4, L5 for months. And I had been trying to dance on it, you know, like, oh my God, like, oh, it was so bad. Oh. And in finding that out, I, but the doctors also told me, Cause like when I saw my x-ray girl, like they, it was bad. <laughs> like they were like normal discs are supposed to be like 
white and thick and mine were like crushed and black and thin like you could it was bad and my doctors told me you are never going to dance again like this is it for you Uh, all you know the best they could offer me was pain medication that was their solution as like pain management and that at 18 this was my life from now on Oh my God. I feel like I'm going to cry. This is so sad. I'm so sorry. It was, it was sad as fuck, dude. Like I definitely cried my eyes out. And then to top it all off the school, the school of dance decided then, you know, I had a meeting with all of the professors, the whole like staff to be like, okay, like I finally found out what's going on and why I can't dance. Cause they were all had been asking me the whole time. When are you going to be dancing again? Why are you, why are you sitting out? And I was just like, I don't know. I literally don't know. I'm sorry, but I cannot move. Like I'm in so much pain. And they decided to not give me any credit for any of the classes that I had done for the whole year. They dropped all my credits. And because of, even though I had still been showing up for class and like doing all of the extra makeup work, they still said like, you get no credit and therefore we're taking away your scholarships. So then the university came after me and said that I owed them $30,000 for credits that I wasn't even getting. And I was getting kicked out of the dance, uh, the dance school (laughs) so it was like all of a sudden everything just came like crumbling down I had to fight the university to not come after me for 30 grand for classes I wasn't even getting credit for got kicked out of the school of dance they really didn't like support me at all they were just like well you know whatever and that's kind of the attitude in the dance world like Uh one dancer leaves there's always one to replace you like you're just very disposable um Yeah. So it was really, really freaking scary. Like so scary. So sad. I didn't know what to do. I had doctors say, this is it for you. Um, I really didn't have like anyone by my side except for like my parents and my boyfriend Mm -hmm. And dropped out of school and was left to kind of try and pick the pieces of my life up together because up until that point that was my whole career path and it all had just like uh, been destroyed in front of my eyes so what I did from there because I wasn't really satisfied with the doctors telling me this is it for you Mm -hmm. you know I thought there there has to be a solution there has Mm -hmm. to be something like I don't want to be 18 and just hooked on pain meds the rest of my life dude like no and uh, what I did was I did get a steroid shot into my back because the pain was just so bad. They were like, we have to do something like you can't mm-hmm. even you know, walk. So I got the steroid shot into my back and then that relieved the pain a little bit, just kind of numbed me out. And then I just started seeking out all kinds of different body workers. I did rolfing for a little bit. Um, and I found this one massage therapist, this one angel of a human I don't even know if you could call it really massage what he was doing I don't even know what he was doing he was like manipulating the nerves the nerve bundles in my back and like getting the nerves because what causes the pain is those discs are slipped out and they're pressing against your nerves Mm -hmm. that immobilization that pain and somehow he was able to like maneuver the nerves out from under the disc and like after I saw him, I was able to touch my toes for the first time in like six months. And I cried. <laughs> I was like, oh. like he, he definitely got me started on the road to healing. So wow. 
from there, you know, at that point I was still just like, what do I do with my life? I went back home to Arizona for the summer, but I didn't want to live with my parents. So I moved back up to Salt Lake city, um, and moved in with my boyfriend there. And yeah, I just kind of, I got a job at a deli and was just like, all right, time to sort out my life. I still couldn't Mm. really do a ton of movement. It would be like some days it was better and then it would go right back. So it was very on and off. And I started to look into yoga. I had been into yoga beforehand, but very casually. And it was the the thing that allowed that I was able to do some movement with because it was so gentle and so mm-hmm. mindful that I was able to at least start to move a little bit. And part of what had also caused my immobilization was that my body was just in such a state of shock from living for like four months in so much pain. And then just like the shock of my life crashing down around me, like my body was just frozen, like my nervous system was frozen, my fascia was just holding tight. And I really started to use yoga, use breath work, use all of the mindfulness techniques of yoga to just help me get through that time in my life because that was probably mm-hmm. you know the most depressed that I had ever been mm-hmm. my entire identity my whole sense of self my whole sense of what gave me purpose and worth and confidence as a human had all been tied up being Roxy the dancer and when that mm-hmm. was gone it felt truly like well what what is my purpose like there's nothing there is no purpose like mm-hmm. it was in a very dark place wow. but, But yoga was the thing that started to help me be able to at least have the capacity to start to process all of this trauma that was starting to come Mm. up through my body as I was starting to explore regaining my movement and starting to really come face to face with like your entire life and who you thought you were going to be is gone. (laughs) Ego, like that was the thing that held me Mm -hmm. through ego. So, um, anyways, fast forward, we lived there for a year. Salt Lake was not in alignment for me or my partner at the time. Just Mm. all the doors were closing, you know, it just felt like nothing is working. So much resistance. So we moved to Asheville, North Carolina, (laughs) the other side of the country. Um, and that's when things started to shift a little bit at that point, I had regained some of my movement purely because I did my own freaking research. I went so deep down the rabbit hole of how do I heal slipped discs? How do I prevent it from happening again? How can I start to move in a way that is mindful and can support my body? And what I learned through that process was that my injury was the result of just poor movement habits compounded over the years put paired with the intensity of a rigorous dance training, mm-hmm. you know, cause it wasn't any, nothing happened. Like it was just out of the blue, like my couldn't move. And it was just like years of built out poor movement patterns mm-hmm. with how I was holding stress in my body, the patterns of my nervous system, like all of this was just revealed to show like this was, this was leading up to happen over years of, you know, all that. So wow. So yeah, my mind was just getting blown with all this research I was doing on like a physical level, you know, understanding the nervous system, the fascia, the structure of our our muscles and our anatomy and how everything works together in just trying to decode my own body to try and heal Mm -hmm. 
that's really how it's just trying to heal my body, desperately trying to be able to move without pain. And I was starting to, yeah, be able to move again. I started like hoop dancing because that was the only thing that was gentle enough because it was mostly arms (laughs) and like not be in pain. And I signed up for yoga teacher training. So I was like, dude, like there's, there's something here. This can really Mm -hmm. like help me heal. And maybe this can help other dancers because I know I'm not the only one who's just had a freak injury show up and like, you know, stop their career in their tracks. Like I know Mm -hmm. I'm not. I've seen this happen. And so I was like, I need to do this for myself. And what else can I learn for other dancers? Because goddamn, I know this could have been prevented for me. I know my heart, if I had known what I know now about how I needed to be supporting my body, how to actually activate my core. I thought I knew how to do that. I did Mm -hmm. not actually. (laughs) Like I so did not. No one ever taught me. It's crazy. My mind was blown with how intense the dance world is and how much dancers are expected to do with their bodies. And yet we're taught barely anything on how to actually like be flexible and gain it healthily, how to just move and push our bodies to that ultimate limit and like actually stay safe and healthy and be able to do it for a while. So there is, this is some bullshit. Like I was not taught any of this (laughs) in my injury. Like what the fuck? So I got yoga certified and learned so much and just kept taking more and more courses and just learning from uh, a lot of my teachers are teachers who are also physical therapists themselves and have a really deep ingrained understanding of the body on a much deeper level than you're typically taught in a two basic 200 hour yoga teacher training. So a lot of my training was very much centered around the therapeutic essentials of healthy alignment, healthy anatomy, how people who are hypermobile need to move versus not hypermobile, what to do for certain injuries and just like, oh my God, just completely decoding the body. And at that point I was, I had healed. This was like three years down the road and I started pole dancing. I was able to actually move on a regular basis again without pain Like I had healed my body when doctors told me I would never dance again. And I started dancing again (sighs) and did it for the most part, very much on my own, just through like, just out of desperation really for myself. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Like, I'm like so blown away by your story right now. First of all, the first interesting thing is actually that my, my mom was a ballerina her whole life, just like you, like all she cared about was ballet. That was all she cared about. Mm -hmm. And she moved to Utah to do the ballet program. And she like tore her ankle her second year of college. And the recovery was so painful. She quit ballet and you know, it's this like, and so it's interesting because I'm like, wait a minute, you are not the only one with this story, you know, who she and I feel like she's still she's in her 60s and I feel like she's still trying to heal her body she's had two hip replacements just from like I it's almost like she never fully recovered from being a ballerina yeah so (laughs) I think that's I think that like kind of like having that story in my DNA like is what made me so intrigued by what you do because I also I've supported a few dancers in my program and Mm -hmm like the trauma on their bodies and their self-esteem 
they're disciplined as fuck. Like they will do all of your assignments, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's on a level where I'm almost like, I don't even know what that was like. You know, I grew up like fun show choir, jazz, dancing, cheerleading, like nothing compared to this. And so, and then the second thing that comes to mind is just like in sanctuary, we've been talking about this idea of a dark night of the soul and that like the, the people that are here to be like healers, like you are, have seen the darkest, darkest, yeah. like what you went through could have totally broken you. Yeah. 100%. It did for a little bit, but it like broke down what was the old paradigm, but completely like violently, <laughs> painfully. There was, yeah, it was definitely so. There were a lot of times where I definitely just felt like life wasn't really worth living and had to really grapple with like really finding my sense of worth and purpose to be here that had nothing to do with like receiving validation from the outside world, which mm-hmm. most of my sense of self-worth had come from performing and being on the stage and getting like the applause and like, you know, like all that that comes with being a dancer. Mm-hmm. So it was like everything was stripped completely wow. and I had to rebuild who I, who I was underneath all of that and who I mm-hmm. wanted to be. It was like mm-hmm. <laughs> clean slate almost, but very violently. Wow. but that's part of why because I was like dude I can't like it's too painful to still be in Salt Lake where everyone knows me as Roxy the dancer that you know dropped out like it was so painful to keep like being that person that I was like Mm -hmm. I need to be where no one knows me at all like no one has any preconceived notion I can just like really fully dive into like restarting from the ground up Ah, I love it. And, you know, and that's something we talk about with the dark night of the soul. It's like the ability to rebuild your life after you've lost everything. And the people who rise out of those ashes have so much medicine to give. And that's the beauty of your journey. It's like, wow, was it like, I feel like my face was so scrunched up that whole time you were talking (laughs) because it was just like, wow, this story is like, I'm, you know, when I met you, and you were on your way I was to going Africa. through it, dude. Yeah, like I had no idea what you were going through, you know? It's so crazy to now years later get to hear like, that's what that girl you met was going through. You had no idea. Just and- casual dark night of the soul. <laughs> casual. Yeah, and since then, like, not only have you healed yourself, but you've created a way to support dancers. And I would really love, okay, whoa, wait it feels like your spirituality and like a spiritual awakening was kind of aligned with this experience. Can you share more about that? Cause you talk a lot about spirituality just on your platform. And I wonder like, when did that kind of awaken for you? Mm, Yeah, honestly, it had always kind of been there. Even when I was in high school, I was, all my friends were were hippies, you know, we were doing like (laughs) psychedelics and, you know, going, doing like sound baths. Like me and my friends would do like sound healing, like sound baths on the weekend and go to like yoga classes and like go hang out in the forest and make like rock stacks. Like we, I don't know, (laughs) that was... (laughs) had very much already been like a part of my life, like crystals and chakras, but very much on kind of like a trendy, mm-hmm. like 
more surface level, like, well, this is fun. We're just like young hippies. And then, you know, those were like the only tools that I had for like comfort when I was in that dark place in my life. So I kind of returned back to that and just went, dived a lot deeper. One of the books that really completely changed everything for me, I think really sent me down the path of like that spirituality is a full body experience that you your spiritual experience isn't just like you know and connecting with like the upper realms and like mm-hmm. and like this very kind of like woo woo like it's yes. it's here in the freaking grit mm-hmm. of you wrangling with your own soul and your own ego and your own like uh trauma pain body stories that are like mm. deep in your psyche and so much of what yoga is about when you read like the the ancient sacred texts it's so much more about wrangling with that Mm -hmm. than actually like I mean it is also very much like connecting with the oneness uh, of source energy and everything around you but it's also like really grappling with the mind and all of its sneaky tricks and its ways of keeping us stuck in these samskaras these patterns Mm -hmm. of being Mm -hmm that are usually pretty harmful but they're also like how we protect ourselves and just learning about well anyways bringing it back to the book that really changed that for me was this book called eastern body western mind which finds eastern medicine and eastern understanding of our energy body our chakra system and how energy like really flows in the body Mm -hmm. with a kind of a western understanding of human development and psychology and how our life experiences all the way from before we even were even born when we're in the womb how those shape our nervous system and how we perceive ourselves and how we interact with the world also combined with how our energy body and our energy systems work and like how just how the full mind, body, soul, nervous system, chakra system, like how all of those Mm -hmm. really all intersect in our life. And it made it so much more like your spiritual healing is going to happen in the body. It is Mm going to happen with you giving space and breathing into and freeing the emotions of stuck, unhealed trauma trapped in your body that you've been holding on to since before you can even remember. This is about you disentangling the... Uh, you know, all the mental patterns we have that have maybe been passed down to us through our ancestors, like before, you know, the whole Mm -hmm. way that we, when I was just in this space of like, my whole life was just like, like totally gone. And then I was also exploring, like having my mind also blown open that like who you are is the, uh, the culmination (laughs) of like, (laughs) what's happening in your chakra system, what you've experienced as a child and how those have Holded you and how your nervous system has learned to like protect and navigate and hold the trauma and like interact and try to find safety and like mm. oh my god just all at once it was just like pff, like my mind was so blasted and blown open and my heart and body and everything was just I don't know for me that was like the spiritual awakening of like whoa dude like uh <laughs> yeah. I can rediscover my whole or recreate my whole life through diving within and mm-hmm. of becoming like the only way to work with that and to really be able to use all those tools and understanding is to 
get in touch with that inner observer, right? The part mm, of you watching the thoughts and aware that you are feeling and aware, if you can connect with the part of you that is like watching the trauma narrative play out in your head, you can be like, yes. whoa, okay, these are the, whoa, this is how my trigger is reacting. This is how past Roxy would have like navigated this situation, mainly mm-hmm. out of fear or something you know like it was just like whoa where is all of every single action and thought and thing where's that coming from what's the energy (laughs) behind that like and connecting in with being able to like watch that and almost like watching my whole life and myself like play out and navigate the world in front of me like on a movie screen was like whoa I'm more than this like being this person of Roxy this this identity that I had been attached to like all of that was disintegrated and I was able to like watch you know so (laughs) hopefully that makes sense (laughs) oh my gosh you just described the spiritual experience in like such an amazing way (laughs) and I love that you so Anadea Judith she wrote uh western body eastern mind and she has a book called wheels of life and that was one of the first books I read on it was the first book I read on the chakras and I read that thing like front to cover notes, like, yeah. like yes. really was like, <laughs> wow, this is the stuff, you know? And I love how you kind of brought it back to the chakras so much because that's like, that's like all I do. My sanctuary program is like, we're going to learn about the chakras because all the healing you need to do, it's not. And I love how you were like, it's not so much up here because I talk about this all the time. Like mm. spiritual people get really up here. We're really like, up- in the third eye like become one with it I would so like turn to this trendy just like ascend 5d when it's like exactly. yeah like real shit is like We're actually humans pelvic floor like we need to get exactly. pelvic floor root <laughs> Yeah. Like I'm always, I feel like I'm always giving these little lectures about how, like, so we're humans with bodies and we need to take care of the bodies and yes. we need to understand the energetic <laughs> systems, the central channels, how all these energetics are playing. And, and so that's what we do in sanctuary. We work through the chakra system. And what always happens is that as they're doing this work, all of a sudden it's like, they take a step back from themselves mm-hmm. and they are watching all the ways they are whoa this is just how I've been operating like whoa (laughs) that fucked up oh shit like whoa (laughs) exactly and then trying to like be like oh my gosh because we're operating on like autopilot most of the time and so it's it's like awakening to you do have the power to consciously choose how you show up in life but that's going to be a lot harder if you haven't also tried to disentangle like you know especially when it comes to trauma like and the nervous system like you can try and do all the mindset work you can have all the positive affirmations you want and if your Mm -hmm. nervous system is unhealed none of that shit matters because the nervous system is you can't you can't speak English to like a 500 million year old system. Like you you have to <laughs> work with like really finding and cultivating mm. safety in the body to even be able to start to consciously show up in shifting how you operate in life. So it's like, yeah, the deeper mm-hmm. into the simple rooted part of our being, which is like the nervous system and the body, mm-hmm. you have to start there first. That's the only way. Otherwise- I feel like I, anyone, what am I trying to say here? If you just try and go outwards into like, woo, like open the third eye, like just 
you know, that kind of more higher, like chakra, just like spirituality, it's almost like escapism. Like you're still escaping and running away from the pain that is stored in your body. Mm-hmm. Not to say that that's, that stuff isn't helpful, like absolutely being able to kind of step beyond the body too and recognize that like you are a soul connected to everything. Like your atoms are the same atoms of stars. And like, there's a lot more going on than just this physical experience, but yeah. It- not also dealing with the physical it's really it's not whole and it's not actually going to help oh my gosh I feel like so much of the work that I do is helping people accept that they are humans and that we have to take care of our human body and we have to accept that Mm. you know you Mm -hmm. like when we start sanctuary I'm like so we all eating three meals a day (laughs) are we doing our laundry are we showering every day like (laughs) basics you know because like you said, it all starts with a sense of safety in the body. It all starts with grounding, rooting. And that, and as I always say, like remembering you're a human and you have to, you, you chose to be here on earth in the human body. So like, you gotta, you gotta take care of the human earth part of you first, (laughs) then we can get super spiritual and heady once you get nice and grounded. So I love it. I, I love that you vibe with that. And I would love to hear more about just in the way that you kind of run your program and how you bring dancers from, you know, the industry that they're in that doesn't really honor their body. Yeah. And into, you know, the success of the clients that you have now. Yeah. I really start with um, kind of tackling disassociation because that's a huge thing in the dance world. I see that a lot of the injuries dancers deal with and things like eating disorders, which are rampant in the dance world, all come from a place of a total disconnection from the body. Even dancers success sometimes comes from like you've just suppressed, you know, we were taught to normalize the pain, like just being sore and being in pain all the time. Even injuries are normalized. It's just part of the culture that like, yeah, if you're going to be a dancer, like expect to be in pain and deal with injuries. You're going to break a couple of bones. (laughs) You're going to deal with some shit and you're going to have to just keep dancing anyways if you want to like, you know, keep your career, keep your job. There's a, it's funny earlier you mentioned like dancers are, they're so connected with their bodies, but I've honestly found that's what a lot of dancers think. We think that because we're really good at making the shapes and we're really good at using our body to, and like manipulating it to look and be a certain way that we are connected with it. Mm. And that's where a lot of my clients come in thinking, Oh, I know my body I'm connected to it. And then we start to really get into like the somatic work of that process process of reintegrating into the body and not kind of living Mm -hmm. above it you know because they're so disconnected like they're not listening to the they've shut down their cues of like hunger you know to eat less to be a certain Mm -hmm. body size they've disconnected from you know their signals of pain and like stop because we're taught to just push through keep going like Mm -hmm. send it hard like and just the just the stress and anxiety that comes from the world that's so competitive there's a lot of like sexism in that world and like women are also like at a disadvantage in the world too like there's so many there's just a lot of narratives in the dance world that are like you know Mm -hmm. you need to 
everything is a competition. You are like not safe. You are not secure. You need to prove yourself. You need to work hard. You need to push. You need to go like, rah. it's so intense that like a lot of dancers get by. I'm just kind of like, whoop, not really truly being in their bodies. And so it's kind mm. of a shock for a lot of my clients when we start to reintegrate into the body they're kind of like whoa like oh my god wait okay I whoa there's a lot wow, in here. there's a lot of amazing a lot of tension there's a lot of like emotions in here that I was not feeling or like wow a lot of the work that I do isn't just spiritual it's very much like we are from the ground up rebuilding how you hold yourself how you move are you activating your muscles properly and so many of my clients every single one of my clients have, have at some point in the program been like, I did not know how to do this movement. I did not know that this is what activating this muscle felt like. I thought that I was, I thought I was stable. Turns out I was overcompensating in these ways. I've been locking into my joints. I have not been breathing. Like all of a sudden they're just like, holy shit. Like I've been, I don't, how have I survived this long? Like what? (laughs) (laughs) Crazy how much my body has taken. When we start to, what I do in my program is a combination of, it is a fitness program. It is like, we are rebuilding your strength and stability, literally from your feet all the way to your face and everything in between and rewiring any of those unhealthy movement patterns that are going to lead to injury. And at the same time, we are in helping you to realign your body with that. We're going to have to get into what's being held in your nervous system and in your fascia Mm -hmm. And the way that those two intersect and hold unhealed trauma, it does affect your posture. It truly like does affect your posture. If there's unhealed emotion in your body, it's Mm -hmm. going to affect your posture, which is going to affect how you move and how you move lays the foundation for if you are going to be injured or if you're going to be able to be safe and you know what your limitations are. So many of my students come in, they're like, oh, I never... I've never been able to be flexible in this area. I've never been able to access this kind of movement. And then we combine the realigning of their body with releasing and healing trauma. All of a sudden they're able to like reach new flexibility levels that they've never reached, or they're able to like do moves that they're like, yo, my body like can just do this now. Like I've never been able to do this. And all now all of a sudden it's like easy. Like I can move. I have so much more energy. I'm actually breathing. Like I can feel where my, my balance is better. Like my leg extension, everything is better. And they're feeling more alive and more in tune with their bodies and actually being in a place where they're taking care of themselves and, and honoring their bodies. Yeah. So that's really the work I do is like at a whole, like, reconnecting in and kind of rebuilding your relationship with your body to prevent injuries, move with way more freeness and expansion and like really expand your range of motion and like actually tap into your full potential of power and movement as a dancer Mm -hmm. and, you know, just remove a lot of those blockages um, that are keeping you stuck. That's draining your energy. That's keeping you feeling insecure about yourself or not going for it or not setting the boundaries that you need, like all the things. Yeah. That's really at the core, like the work that I do. That sounds so cool. And you've got to just be so proud of yourself that you've, you know, so many people I have on the show, including myself, we're, we're here to be the people that we needed when we were desperate for someone and there was nobody there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you must be so proud of yourself. It's def. I'm definitely really grateful. Like there's 
there was a point where I was very much in victimhood of like, why me? Why did this happen mm. to me? Like this injury, everything's mm. so hard. So it sucks. I'm alone. Like, so, you know, just mm-hmm. now I'm like, Dan, like, thank God that happened to me because now I get to really help other people. And it's been so fulfilling, like to really mm. see, like, even though yes, that injury happened to me and it was incredibly devastating and there still is moments of grief where I'm like oh man like I do miss like dancing you know every every day in like that per kind of professional setting but then I'm like dude but like there's been so many dancers who have been helped by this and it's really like I don't know I, I love all my clients so much I really really do care about seeing them feel better and feel connected with themselves and their power and their body and it just really makes me happy and feels like if one person benefited from me getting injured like it was a win mm-hmm. you know? wow oh my gosh that's so amazing <laughs> you are so amazing Oh my gosh um there's so many there's so many things that I could ask you and I think that Okay, my next question is is two parts, and this is for, you know, someone who isn't a dancer, but a wants to start healing their nervous system because this is something my audience loves to talk about, and b how like if someone you know hasn't even done a yoga class, if you said to feel into your right heel, they're like, I don't know where that is. what what would you know your homework be for them to start getting in touch with their body again I would say notice what is happening in your body when you are feeling any emotion any bad or good if you if you can cultivate the awareness to notice I'm fucking angry right now or like god I'm annoyed like just it doesn't it can literally Mm -hmm. be any emotion it can be when you're really happy too and feeling free and expansive try and feel what is happening in your body when that is when you are experiencing that emotion because most of the time we are living just experiencing our emotions in our head and in our thoughts and in our mind Mm -hmm. everything is still being felt and happening throughout the body so I would say using the breath Um, One of my teachers who I'm doing a trauma-informed training with right now, she's always saying breath plus awareness equals magnification. So you will really be able to see what is happening when you just bring awareness without judgment, without trying to change it, just a sense of curiosity to like, how does my stomach feel? Or like, how does my heart feel? Like, how do my hands feel? Where do I feel my body the most? What sensations are there? When I feel any kind of emotion and then breathe into it, it will probably be uncomfortable. If it's a, if it's a negative emotion, you might be like, Ooh, Ooh, I don't really like breathing into this. Like this kind of feels a little tender, like sensitive or like, yeah. but if you can practice in the little bits to kind of expand your capacity to really feel into what's happening in your body when you're feeling, especially the negative emotions, especially like the hurt and the sadness and the tenderness. Like we tend to mm-hmm. really not live in our bodies and kind of escape, you know, that disassociation, just like, I'm a mm-hmm. head out. <laughs> energy. Yeah. If you can really practice. Yeah. Being aware of that, that'll really start to lead you into deeper awareness of like, Whoa, Mm-hmm. Ooh, there's something there and um and also help you move through it too like actually breathing something I'll, I always teach my students is to find that balance 
between, you know, totally drowning in your emotions and bypassing <laughs> completely. Like, where's yes. that where you're not like re-traumatizing yourself from just like mm-hmm. drowning in emotions and you're not like, mm, just going to suppress that right now. Like, can you just... <laughs> them and breathe and move with it like oh if you need to like Mm -hmm. shake like like flail your arms a little like punch a pillow or like Mm -hmm. ah, like let out like using the body is so intelligent you do not have to be a dancer you do not have to know how to do yoga literally get up like flail around wiggle around like stomp your feet like Mm -hmm. shake like like drop your shoulders, you know, make fists with your hands, punch the air. Like your Mm -hmm. body knows what to do to discharge energy that is not needed. That is like, so let it do that. Get into your body and see like movement that feels good right now to kind of help me like release this special technique or skills to just let your body pull around and do what it needs to do. Um, I love that. uh, Just letting it like trust, building that trust in your body kind of handing a lot of us are going through in the body. We've kind of just like shut down the body, Mm -hmm. but like, nope, the mind is running the show to start to give some permission to your body to be like, oh, we can, we can start to move. Um, And also if you Mm -hmm. know any shyness or self-consciousness that comes from even just letting your body like wiggle or flail. I noticed a lot of people too, just feel like, what? I don't want to let my weird animal body like move and like growl or like wiggle around. Like that feels, uh, (laughs) what? (laughs) I'm feeling weirdo. Like if you can start to be like, no, just, just move, (laughs) move it out. (laughs) I'm really big on doing like uh, emotional energetic release movement meditations, really Mm -hmm. breathing into like finding a a time what I'll have my students do is because we're just filled with emotions that we never got to properly release or didn't have the space Mm -hmm. help us to process them or we didn't know how to resuppress them though we're just locked up there is so much in here Mm -hmm. and I'll think of you know the last time that you felt something or wanted to say something but you didn't you held it in or you suppressed or you kept going find Mm -hmm. that where is it in your body let's breathe into it let's expand let's give it space let's make it big and fill it up and when it feels like it's too much to hold then we're gonna move like let your body take over and move it out and it's been like so profound seeing like what comes out like usually there's a lot of tears and there's a lot of like oh my god like this is from years ago or like this is tied to so much more that I've been feeling underneath the surface and they're finally able to like get it out Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's just it's so beautiful so that's where I would start ah that's such amazing advice thank you and I just I feel like I said I feel like I said a few times this week you gotta feel to heal like I know you want me to say something else but you know what (laughs) because I had I had I had a client ask me like so how do I not react to my emotions and I was like what emotion are we not reacting to and she was like anger and I was like why are we not reacting to anger? And she's like, cause I don't want to get angry. Like I have a day ahead of me and you know, like who wants to get angry? And I was just like, the more that we can, I always refer back to when I first started therapy, my therapist gave me a page, a sheet of emotions. Mm. And I looked at it just like, what the fuck is this? Like, what are these? <laughs> what am I a kindergartner? <laughs> yeah, like what is this? And she was like, 
can you choose one to describe how you feel? And I was like, not sure. <laughs> and I realized like, oh, I need to learn to name what I'm feeling and notice it and feel it in my body. That was like the big first step. Yeah. Once I was able to like, oh, I'm feeling angry. Oh, okay. And not be afraid of it and not be like, no, that's bad. Don't let that happen. And just be with it and give it some space, give it some time, give it some nurturing. Mm -hmm. After years and years of being very committed to this, I started to realize that we can process through emotions so quickly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was getting ready to teach a yoga class and I was feeling so much heaviness and I wasn't really sure why, but I really felt like I needed to cry. But I had like 20 minutes until my class and I was like, you know what? You can give yourself 10 minutes to cry. Yeah. And then literally I, I get to my class and I'm like, hey guys, what's up? Like I got so much better. Like authentic and here and like, ah, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Because I would rather do that than be on the verge of tears the whole time I'm teaching class. So I'm, I've been trying to get this message across of like, if you can give yourself the moment to feel it through time, you will be able to regulate so much faster and you'll be able to move through those things so much faster. So I love that advice. That's so beautiful. Um, something, the last, yeah, yeah. Oh, you just sparked something in my brain is something that I tell a lot of my students. And this has helped me a lot too, because I feel like a lot of times why we are afraid to express certain things, especially anger, oh, it's because mm -hmm. of the cultural narratives surrounding what it means mm -hmm. to that or to express mm -hmm. that like what that says about you as a person or um something that would always get me keep me from really expressing my my express whatever I needed to to the full expression was just feeling like a level of self-consciousness about it and like identifying with that emotion mm. and, like I'm angry when really what has helped is saying I'm experiencing anger anger is passing mm -hmm. through me it's not that you are that and seeing it more as like the weather, like it's always changing. The clouds are always passing through. Mm. You are not that emotion. It does not define you. You are just, it is, you are witnessing it. You are experiencing it right now. And when you don't identify mm. with it, it's like, I'm an angry person. I'm angry. What's wrong with me? Like, why am I feeling? Mm. Why am I angry? It's like, no, you are feeling, it's just moving through you. And on top of that, I've noticed too, when we start to do a lot of spiritual healing work, we might feel more angry. Like we're, we're going to feel worse before we feel better often. Like we're going to oh, feel yeah. <laughs> more sadness, more anger. And a lot of times people are like, and I was like this too. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I feel fucked up. Like, why isn't this working? Like, Put me back in the box. please. <laughs> I was like this, I feel, yeah. And it's like, no, that means it is working. Like yeah. <laughs> that letting things come up that have been trapped and to just like not take it personally mm. and also not a lot of times because our brain needs to rationalize it's like where's this coming from let me analyze what's going on here so we'll start to mm -hmm. like project, oh I'm angry because of this person did that like we'll look for reasons in our present life of like why am I angry why am I sad oh it's because of this this and that 
when usually if you've been doing some kind of spiritual healing work, shit's just going to be bubbling up at random. <laughs> yeah. but it's probably not from right now. This could have been, this could be from like years yes. ago, nothing to do with the present moment. And so just like, wow. you don't even need to analyze it. You don't need to necessarily like logic and make sense of it with your brain. Mm-hmm. Just let your body do what needs to do. Cry, move, mm-hmm. take it personally, like just, whoo you don't have to rationalize it. Like it could, it's probably not from right now. So be aware if you're projecting onto and looking for reasons to like validate the anger, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, it's my boyfriend's cause of this. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Why I'm angry. And it's like, no, yeah. you can feel what you need to feel and keep moving. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's <laughs> such good advice. Yeah. You don't need to write a story about it. And, mm-hmm. and I, I just love that because that what you said is so perfect. Like if you're doing spiritual work, feelings are just going to bubble up just because they are. And they're meant to, I kind, of, <laughs> I kind of think of like, uh, I don't know why I think of like a pool. I'm like, I've, I've got to come up with a better analogy than this, but you know, things rise to the surface and then we can kind of skim off the top, you know, mm-hmm. clear it out until things get clearer and clearer. And yeah. What I thought of when you were, when you were talking is um, my, my teacher, my Buddhist teacher this week, he said, the nature of who you are, your Buddha nature is like the clear blue sky. The sun is always shining with your awareness and mm-hmm. everything else, all of the other delusions and suffering and emotions and all that, it's just the weather. Oh, yes. The sky doesn't change. Yeah. Know? The sky's oh, just there. Gosh, yes. It's like when you're in an airplane and it's cloudy on the ground and then you burst through the clouds and it's like, oh, it was sunny and clear all over all along. <laughs> all along. Yeah. We just had some clouds move through and we're just going to let them pass through. And I love that analogy, that metaphor for letting the emotions move through. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Um, okay. I'm going to give you my last question because I feel like I could talk to you for like the whole weekend. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh, this has been so, yes, girl, you know, we could go off. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. I'm like, we have, so, we have such similar messaging, which is so interesting that it's like, you could come teach my class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. So, I get it. For anyone who's listening that relates to you, a maybe they were a professional dancer and they left that career or B, maybe they've been spending their whole lives building a career that has now collapsed. Maybe they resonate to your story in some way and they're feeling like you did when it was just, who, who am I? My, my purpose has left me. What would your advice be for them? Hmm. Gosh, that is a really good question. I feel that the biggest thing, because I think the reason it's so scary and it's so hard when something like that happens is because we don't, we don't know what's ahead. You know, we've cultivated, we've created a life that feels very safe and like we know what's we kind of know what's gonna happen you know and then all of a sudden our plans like disappear in front of us it's like our sense of grounding our sense of security and safety kind of goes just like disappears and we're we feel like we're like like there's no where's up where's down like what do we do um and I guess the thing that 
I feel like I really would have needed to hear or would have needed to know, like if I could go back to my younger self, who was just like freaking the fuck out and not okay (laughs) all the time Mm -hmm. would be to just like, (sighs) trust, trust Mm -hmm. that this is not the end. Trust Mm -hmm. that it's not over. Trust that in a few years from now, you are going to understand why it all happened like there is a bigger Mm. picture and uh there there are no mistakes like and believe in the resilience of yourself and deeply like you don't have something to do if you don't know what you have to do right if you're like what do I do what do I do what do I do oh don't do anything Mm -hmm. go take that opportunity to like go within and and try Mm. to take impeccable care of yourself those dark times we want to rush through them because it's so it's so uncomfortable it's terrifying Mm -hmm. it's bringing all the triggers but that is where like the most potential for healing and actually like feeling even more fulfilled and more alive and more aligned in the next chapter of your life like that's where Mm -hmm. it is in that space of darkness so don't Mm -hmm. rush through it don't be in such a hurry to know what you're going to do next I know that's so hard like I I mean I'm this is coming from someone who you know I was completely broke like I could barely pay rent I was miserable Mm -hmm. I my boyfriend and I were basically long distance because he was in a touring funk band and I was all Mm -hmm. by myself no friends, not like miserable, so uncomfortable. Mm. Like I'm not at all trying to like, you know, tell people like, oh yeah, just, just wait it out. It'll be fine. Like I know <laughs> um, for anyone who's listening, yeah. I know how fucking scary it can be, mm. but if any strength within you that has the courage to take it as an opportunity to love yourself so deeply and know that your worth doesn't come from what you do and learn to really like, Oh, meet your demons, you know, don't be in a rush to like get them to go away and get back to like the comfortable knowing of what you're doing and having a plan. That space is like the dark, fertile soil to plant like the next thing of your life. (laughs) That's what I always say. (laughs) And and don't do it alone. Like search for if you, Mm. you know, Yes. Find, find mentorship find someone who's like gone through it before you know someone who can really mm-hmm. hold you in your darkness mm, yeah support yeah. you that that um yeah I wish that I had kind of sought out mentorship sooner but I definitely mm-hmm. like like doing the yoga teacher training really helped a lot too and just um yeah, take it as the be like, all right, I'm going on a spiritual sabbatical. Like, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Time to find who I really am, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And just trust in you that like you are resilient. You will figure it out. This is not the end. Like, you know, so much of like what helped me was also looking at other people's stories and being like, damn, like there's so many legendary people who their story is the same as mine of like life was shit and I was feeling and it was not going well and it was not (laughs) somehow we're here. So keep going anyways. Like that's the classic story. And like, it's really hard to believe that when it's you experiencing that, but like, believe that (laughs) because that just uh just so much love and compassion to anyone who is experiencing that to just 
mm-hmm. really trying one it's so funny this the thing I posted today was you're a human first or you're a dancer second we get mm-hmm. so connected to our careers or our labels our identities oh connect in with who you are underneath all of that underneath mm-hmm. all that find that person and nurture the fuck out of them mm-hmm. oh my gosh that's so beautiful I just had like full chills while you were talking and I'm so grateful to you like you're so young and you're so brave and you're just such a leader and you're shining and you're being seen and your Instagram is great like your reels are so freaking cute for anyone who wants to go check it out like <laughs> I just am such a big fan of what you're doing. And I'm just honored to have you on my show speaking to my audience today. And I just want to thank you so much for like the presence that you are on this planet. And for the people listening who are like, I want to be in Roxy's space. How can they come visit you? How can they work with you? Yeah, find me or find me first on Instagram. And then I have a whole YouTube channel of free classes that you know, if you're interested in having healthy alignment and anatomy, like you don't have to be a dancer. It's anyone with a body, you know, who wants to feel better, who wants to experience more ease, less pain and not feel like old and crusty. Like it wants to feel flexible and open and mobile. Yes. <laughs> um, I got you there. And for anyone who is a dancer in the audience, even if you were a dancer in the past and you kind of feel like, yo, my body is still fucked up. My mind is still hurting. I'm still kind of dealing with patterns that were instilled in me. And as a dancer, that's, you're ready to really tackle that. That's the work that we do inside of my program, Yoga for Dance Academy. And it's a a four month long deep dive mind body and soul um intensive and mentorship so that happens Mm -hmm. a couple times throughout the year so yeah just find me on instagram i would love to connect with anyone who feels they need the support or just wants to chat i'm pretty i'm a pretty real ass person like i like talking to my (laughs) so yeah hit me up but yeah thank you so much jane it was really such a pleasure to get to share my story and just go off with you Body. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, this is yeah, this is going to be so supportive to so many people. I can already feel them listening on the quantum and I will link your Instagram and your YouTube page and um anything else you want me to in the show notes so that people can find you because yeah, you've got some medicine you're here to share and and I just am so grateful. Go find her. We're, we're here loving you. Everyone who's listening. If you felt just so warm and cozy with Roxy, go say hi to her. I'm sure she would love to hear from you. And yeah, just thank you so deeply for giving us your time today and your wisdom and your experience and everything. And to everybody listening, I hope you enjoy this episode today and we love you very much. <laughs> So much love. Thank you, Jane. Thank you, everyone. Yes.